Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, the ghost in the haunted hospital. The hospital is well known for paranormal activity, but every volunteer there has seen one particular entity. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. So if you have a real ghost story, we would love to hear it. Call in anytime. It's 855-853-4802. You can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can also get an ad-free version of the show along with advanced episodes, access to the archive by becoming a premium subscriber. You can do that through Apple Podcasts and try it for three days free. You could also do it through patreon.com slash realghoststories or at ghostpodcast.com. Dot com. Kathy Gordon today. So yes, it is me today. I have been editing an episode of The Grave Talks yeah. today, and I'm sharing a story from oh, that those, episode. I love The Grave Talks ones. This guy, Ronnie D, is his name, and okay. he lives in Tennessee. And it's so funny because I, I, the interview was going to be about this hospital that he owns that they just used for paranormal investigations. That's pretty much all they do. There's 68,000 square feet. And so we're going to talk about that. And then he says something about my other hospital. And I'm like, wait, 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 back up. You own two abandoned hospitals? Like who owns two? Who owns one abandoned hospital, let alone two of them? He's like, oh, yeah. They're so scary, too. He's like, I also own the Harriman Hospital in Harriman, Tennessee. And so they were going to tear down this hospital. And he went to the city council or whatever it's called in his town. Some of them have different names. And mm-hmm. he is like, you know, it's going to cost you $12 million to tear down this building. And this one's like a 100 and some thousand square feet. It's really big. Wow. And so... He talked them in to selling him this hospital, and he would use it for paranormal investigations. And they're like... Now, is it safe enough for people to be walking around in there? Yes. 
So the okay. first hospital, the um, Old South Pittsburgh Hospital, that one was built in, it opened in 1959. The Harriman Hospital is much older than that. I can't remember exactly when it was built, but it was in use as a hospital for longer than the 40 years his other hospital was used. And so he said that they allowed him to go in and do some investigations first before he bought the hospital to see if, you know, mm-hmm. it's valid. And he invited some of these council, council members to go to his other hospital and say, look, here's what we do. And it's turned out really cool because this Harriman Hospital has been used for multiple movie sets. It's been used on uh, the local PBS station has shot things there, or maybe it's a national PBS, I'm not sure. Um, There's just been videos and things shot there. There's been some training exercises with, you know, the local police department. So they've ended up using it for much more than paranormal activities. But they still Mm -hmm. rent it out for paranormal investigations, I think, every night of the week. I actually have two stories, but I want to start with this one about when he first went in there to investigate it. There's a very active presence in that building. So this this is Ronnie D. talking about the Harriman Hospital in Harriman, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, and we walked in the building. Um, it was a, a dark, cold night, of course. We walked into the building, and um, the first thing we see is one of the girls sees a man walking in the building. And we all, it's kind of neat. I'm from Chicago, so we have the tightest gun policies in, in the nation. But uh, so I turn around, and all the guys have their guns drawn. And here's little old me going, oh my God, I'm going to get killed. <laughs> but they were all scared because we thought somebody had broken in. You know, the building was vacant for 13 years. It was. You know, they were. We were told that there were people who were kind of living around the building and stuff like that. Um, that they were, you know, chasing away. So that was our first impression. Was is that we, you know, we got to get somebody out of the building. So we locked the girls into a room because we didn't want the girls to be hurt in case. So we're chasing this guy around, and we've seen him multiple times. Like literally saw him, and we're chasing him around. What what's the OR area and recovery? And then all of a sudden, he just kind of disappeared. We couldn't find him anywhere. We kind of chased him down to an area where he just, we couldn't find him. So we let the girls out of the room and we're kind of walking around again. And there he is again. And we all looked at him and we could see him. We walked right past right past all of us. So we're chasing him around. And it's kind of neat if you've been to hear him. And there's actually kind of a circle where you can go through the locker rooms. You can go through uh, the OR and then it kind of goes into the hallway. So we're literally chasing this guy in a circle. And finally, he goes into this room that that we're like, oh, we got him because there's no way in or out. So we know for sure that we got him. So we walk in the room and there's nobody in the room. And there's eight of us who all saw this gentleman. And And we all looked at each other. (laughs) Yeah. All eight of us kind of looked at each other just with this puzzled look on our faces. Like, what did we just see? And one of the guys looked at me and goes, you're going to buy the building, aren't you? And I looked at him <laughs> and I was like, you're darn right we are. But what's really kind of neat is that same gentleman. We see him throughout the building on a regular occasion. We don't know who he is. He doesn't identify himself. But there'll be times where we'll be walking up the stairs. And he's literally just leaning up against the staircase. He'll make eye contact with you and then just kind of disappear. And I have a staff of about 40-some people that are at Harriman. There are volunteers that help out, you know, keep the building clean, run events. Everybody has witnessed this gentleman. Like, there hasn't been a single person on our team who hasn't 
ran into him somewhere in the building. And um, like I said, it, it's really kind of a unique situation um, because he's a regular, like a regular Dad, resident. That was and especially with your history, that is unique, isn't it? To I, For everyone to see this. It'd be that, unique for one or two of them to see it, but for, that's a lot of people. It's really, really a lot of people. And he generally kind of has the same, I guess you would call it, like attitude or he just seems to be like a guy who's just kind of watching over the building. Like, well, literally, and I think the night that we went into the building, he was checking us out. He was literally like checking us out to see what our intentions were with the building. Cause remember the building was closed for 13 years. They did a little bit of training in the building, but primarily it was closed. I mean, they had it locked pretty tight. And I would say, you know, as paranormal investigators, there's probably some people who broke in here and there, uh, but for the most part, it was pretty vacant. And I think, you know, there's eight individuals walking around the building. We're asking questions and we're bringing devices in that, that they probably really weren't familiar with yet. And I think he was checking us out. And I think now I think it's to the point where he knows what we're doing in the building. Um, and I think he cares about his building. And like I said, we'll be walking in Rhonda, Rhonda all the time. Rhonda's kind of our maintenance girl that's there pretty much every day. But she'll call me on the phone. She's like, I saw him again. I'm like, where is he this time? Well, he's leaning up against the elevators. He just seems to be there kind of like just making sure we're doing our jobs. And looks and, so and, real that you oh, think you're chasing a person. Yeah, he's very, very, he's probably one of the strongest entities in terms of manifestation that I've ever seen where, I mean, you can see detail on him. I mean, he's, he's you know, he's opaque, but he's also very detailed. And um, he's there, you know, he doesn't stay very long. Like I said, you kind of walk up the stairs and you get maybe three or three to five seconds of him and then he just kind of fades. And then you'll be walking down the hallway and there he is again. I know that we had a group that was there not too long ago that we caught him on video actually following the girls, you know, down the hallway. And you can see him manifest on video and then he gets darker and darker and darker as he's walking towards the camera. And then you see one of the girls in the group kind of look around like behind her like, what's going on and then as she's turning around to look he just kind of I, I i know it sounds silly but just kind of fogs away just kind of literally just breaks apart and and goes away we showed the video to the girl and the girl's like i felt somebody walking behind me and she was like i felt that presence and i'm like well here it is you know it's right on camera wow isn't that something like Amazing. 40 people they have Amazing. 40 volunteers and every one of them have seen the same person what kind of clothes is he wearing? Does that help him kind of figure out maybe who it could have been? Like, I'm wondering, was he a maintenance person? Does he dress like that? Does he dress more like a doctor? Does he dress more like a, you know, an administrator of some sort? Do, do, was there any indication? I don't remember him having any indication. I just, he just was talking about he didn't know him. And it could mm. have been like a caretaker. It could have been a patient. It could have been a doctor not dressed in doctor clothes. <laughs> and at this point, they don't have any idea. But I've never heard of a situation where that many people have seen the same entity. Well, I mean, that that's is, a I lot. I don't know that I've ever heard that something so strikingly on film, like where she thought he was there. And then as she turns around, he starts to dissipate. Right in front of him. Like you just see it. Yeah, so she doesn't see him, but she feels him. And then there's and this other story, too. I want to share this one with you as well. So he's using it for 
movie sets too. So they were shooting a movie at the hospital. And this is a story from that. Here you go. Okay. It, it was so neat. I know the first time that they came out to shoot, we're, I, I've never really been on set of anything like this before. And um, so they came out, like I said, I want to say it was October of, of this year or last year. And uh, they came out. We had like 140 people and the building and the location and the area for, you know, production, post-production. Oh, yeah. You know, and all the trailers got, and the equipment. All the trailers and the equipment and getting you know, the actors and actresses back and forth to the hotels. And I, I never realized what a big production it is to make a movie. And uh, it was neat. We made really good friends with the, produ- the producer. The, and so we really got to sit on set for about 90% of the filming. Uh, we were actually invited. They they shot around uh, Roan County. So they shot at um, the college over there and a couple of other locations in Roan County. And we were invited to go to every one of the locations so, of course, you know, we did. And uh, just watching how they put together a movie is just it. it I don't that think people so cool. how cool it is behind the scenes. So, yeah, so the, I didn't, uh, you know, to answer your question, no, I didn't really think that the building was going to be like, you know, multi-use. Uh, we have the FBI that comes in and they do trainings in the building, uh, like hostage situations. They do dog training in the building. So... What's neat is this. So after like a good example is after the movie was over, after the FBI were done and some of the other shootings were going on there, um, you know, we would talk to some of the the production people and a lot of them had experiences while they were shooting the movies. Like they were telling us like stories of like, you know, they, the, so they, they did the, they do, they, they bring this person in who kind of sets up the next scene. And when they were setting up the scene, they they saw somebody like walking down the hallway and it was a <laughs> it's like setup. whoa 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 we can't that's what they did they're like whoa 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 <laughs> and they're like running down the hall after this guy well they get to the end of the corridor and there's nobody there and they're like both looking at each other just kind of scratching their heads going what the hell and that's and, how um, real that was because it was yeah. like we we can't have somebody walking around on the set right you know we're we've got a very specific thing we're shooting here we don't <laughs> need extras right. So that's crazy that even when they're shooting movie, they're still seeing this guy walking around. Yeah, and I wonder, did they get him on? I wonder if the movie people got it on film I at some point. I don't know that they did. He did not say that. So they but you wonder if in point. all the footage, because there's always so much more footage than you actually use. Yeah. It makes if you wonder. If they were looking at in the editing process and going, what is this? You know, there's a shadow here or something happened, you know. And it makes me think it's the same guy. Wow. Because it's so real. It's one guy. Everybody's seen this one guy. And it's just like Ronnie when he and his friends went there the first night. It was so real. They drew their guns thinking somebody else was in the building. Yeah. Yeah. And then these guys, it's so real. They went chasing him because they're trying to get him off the set. Like, you can't be walking around in here. We're shooting a movie. I'm not sure that I've ever heard of a spirit that was so heavily manifested that so many people saw him. That's what I thought. I just thought that was so interesting. So that one, I haven't even named it yet. I think I might name it the Ghosts of Tennessee Hospitals. I don't know. <laughs> Something, well, that seems like we talk a about name. We talk about two different hospitals in Tennessee, so I'm not sure what it'll be. So it might have something to do with Old South Pittsburgh Hospital or Harriman Hospital. But if you see some haunted hospitals, that's going to be the episode. 
Yeah, and the guy, what was his name again? Ronnie D. Ronnie D. Okay. He sounds like a real character. Like, he's really fun to listen to. What I really like about him, yeah, he was a great interview. And what I really, really liked about him was he was, but the, the one in Pittsburgh first, and the previous owners had pretty much set it up to where there was malevolent spirit in there. It was very dark energy and all this. And as he's owned it, that is not what he's found out. And so I think really? there are a lot of locations that to get more people in and to get more people investigating mm. and more buzz about it, of course you want to say it's malevolent, it's dark, it's evil, it's all these things. And the more he's looked into the Pittsburgh hospital, the more he's discovered that it's none of those things. It was actually a place people really cared about. The, a lot of, they had a great restaurant in the hospital where people would come to eat and they weren't even in the hospital, which is unheard of because hospital food's yeah. never that good. No, but, that's that's crazy. But, you know, it was a real part of the community. And so what he's found in that hospital is that it's much more positive presence, very active, but mm-hmm. not this dark, dark, dark. This mm-hmm. place, though, he says it's he said the Harriman Hospital is actually more active than the other one. Wow. I just think it's so bizarre that I randomly interview somebody that owned two haunted hospitals. <laughs> I know. That was a I, new I one. I just think there would be a lot of, uh, it would be a, an awful lot of work trying to take care of them, making sure that, you know, people weren't breaking into them. Right. Because that's a lot of square footage to try to maintain and keep secure and, you know, not let the general public, you know, come in and kids come in and throw parties and things. It just seems like there'd be kind of a, it would be a lot to make sure that. Um, well, he has a lot of volunteers and, mm-hmm. you know, and the money they raise with investigations, like most places, they're putting that back into the building. Mm-hmm. So I think they're really, and, you know, I think the people at Harriman are really kind of excited that not only did they save the building, but they're using it for movie sets, and the FBI is doing things in there, and mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting. It really is. But I've never heard a story where that many people have seen an entity. No, I haven't either. So here that is an, uh, here's another story. Okay. It says, I have had numerous paranormal experiences, but I wanted to share a particular one that chilled me to the bone. Here it goes. I was a college student in Evansville, Indiana, at the University of Southern Indiana. If I recall correctly, it was the winter of 2012, and I was at my grandmother's house. She had lived in this house ever since she was married at 17 years of age, and my father grew up there. It sits in a pretty poor neighborhood on the south side of town and was built upon the original city dump. Additionally, it went through and survived the famous 1937 Ohio River flood. My grandfather was not the first owner of the home, and rumor has it that prior to my grandparents residing there, an elderly man had passed away and was found dead in the home. The home is very small, only has six rooms, including the kitchen and bathroom. So enough about the history of it. That night was a Friday or Saturday because it was late and I was in the house. It was just me and my girlfriend there at the time. She is now my wife because my grandmother was at my aunt's house just outside of town. We went there to do a load of laundry and I had a key to my grandmother's house that she had given to me 
For occasions like this, it was my home away from home. We arrived at her house about 9 p.m.-ish, put our laundry in the washer, everything was going well, and my grandmother's animals were all calm and friendly as usual. We'd fallen asleep in my grandmother's love seat when all of a sudden, something caught my attention and woke me up. I can't recall if it was a noise or whatever it was, but it was about 10.30 or 11 by this time and our clothes were in the dryer. Then I saw something in my grandmother's bedroom. My grandfather had passed away in that very same bedroom a few years prior to this, but he was not by any means a vengeful or malevolent man. I don't believe that what I saw was him. I saw an extremely dark figure in an already dark and windowless room. It was illuminated only by the kitchen lights. The figure was silhouette-like in appearance and seemed to duck out of sight when it caught me looking at it. It then appeared in the doorway to spy on us again. I began freaking out and told my wife that we needed to leave immediately because I felt that something was very wrong. She agreed we got our clothes together. Before we left the house, I walked over to the kitchen sink to wash my hands. The sink was literally right next to the gas stove. I did not smell any gas leaking or turn any burners on. My grandmother's animals were either too small, cats and a very small dog, or too elderly, an old pit bull with health problems, to have jumped up and physically pushed the gas stove knobs and turned them counterclockwise to let the gas leak out. I say this because nothing was wrong when I left. However, the next day my aunt and grandmother called me in a bit of a panic. They said that my grandmother returned at about 2 a.m. in the morning and my aunt came with her. Both of them are avid cigarette smokers and when they walked in the door, my aunt had to quickly stop my grandmother from lighting a cigarette because the whole house was filled with toxic natural gas fumes. Oh my gosh, that's so dangerous. That's dangerous. They said all of the oven knobs had been turned on but not lit, so the fumes were leaking out steadily. They aired out the entire house, and everything was okay. I'm telling you right now, I have a gas stove, and if I had, if that had happened at my house, I think I'd be airing that house out, this house out for like a month. <laughs> I'd be oh, so yeah. freaked out yeah, by I that. would be so scared. Oh yeah. my God, especially if you smoke. It's like, no, mm. can't smoke in here for a month. And I know it doesn't take that long, but that would just be me. But it was almost as if something was trying to kill my family members and frame me. My grandmother and aunt had initially thought I had turned the oven on. I explained to them I had not, but I was freaked out. So later that next week, I went back to the house with my wife while my grandmother was there. We all watched a movie together. During the movie, I heard what can only be described as a demonic growl right behind me and I was the only person who heard it. Then, not but a minute later, my wife got very ill very quickly and was sick to her stomach. I was freaked out yet again. The growl I heard could not have come from any of the pets as all of them were accounted for either in another room or sitting on my grandmother's lap. It's worth noting that my aunt dabbles in witchcraft and the occult and had been keeping a supposedly haunted watcher mirror in my grandmother's other spare room, not the bedroom where I noticed the apparition. A watcher is apparently some supernatural being that uses this mirror, mirror as a portal to our mortal world. That was hard to say. 
The uses of this mirror is a portal to our mortal world. <laughs> That's hard. And they aren't necessarily evil, but they aren't benign either. At least that is what I was told about them. I still have no idea what exactly happened those two days, but as far as I am concerned, malevolent being was trying to scare me and injure the ones I love. I will never forget about the experience. Just thinking about it again gives me anxiety. I'm going to jump in right here. He totally buried the lead. That, that should have been the That's, first paragraph. I agree. <laughs> I was like, now, wait a minute. You've known this? It's like You were holding out on us. This story you know, should have started out. My aunt dabbles in witchcraft in the occult and had been keeping a supposedly haunted watcher mirror in my grandmother's other spare room. And here's the other thing. I think anytime we're on this show and somebody starts off with so-and-so dabbles in the occult, I think we can almost blame it 100% on that person every single time. You have no business dabbling if you don't know what you're doing. And why the hell <laughs> do you have, what was that called again, the... Watch the your mirror, mirror. The portal to the mortal. The portal to the mortal world. But like, why would you have that at your mother's house? I'm assuming the aunt is actually his grandmother's daughter. Must be living there? No, they went I to the know. aunt's house. The aunt has her own place. Oh. Or maybe this is a different aunt. Because, of be. course, there could be more than one aunt. Yeah, there could be. But, but you're well, right. Like, this is your mother... I'm going to guess, why would you keep that at your mother's house? That just, like, a mirror that's a portal to our mortal world. And you're not what? trained. You don't know what you're doing. You know, I think that's kind of um, not very thoughtful. That's what I want to say. <laughs> and I'm even going to go a step further. Are not you? very thoughtful is an understatement. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say about that. How about it's not very considerate of other people when you bring in demons to the house and then you don't even deal with it. You you just throw them over there and then, you know, somebody's turning on the gas and, you know, it it really seemed to have it out for this this grandson. I just Googled, like, what is a watcher mirror? And then all I got was a bunch of ads for mirrors. Um I'm going to say is a watcher. But it, it, I think it's a portal into another world. That's what I think it supposedly is. But I don't but, see anything about a watcher mirror. I don't know if that's just, just like maybe something they use. Because this is all just generic things. Is your mirror a portal? Hmm. It's like, could be. But so I don't see exactly anything about a watcher mirror. So if somebody knows about those, let me know more because I would appreciate mm-hmm. it. But maybe it's just an old, maybe haunted well, mirror. I just don't know about, you know, dabbling in this stuff. You don't know what you're doing. And then all of a sudden it's causing problems for all these other members of the family. Yeah. If you want to go dabbling and shit, that's up, that's your business. That's up to you. Dabble but, away. But at but, your house, don't bring it into your away. mother's house. Away. Right? Yes. You're going to be dabbling. Do it somewhere else. And maybe you, you know, and your dabbling be... almost killed your own mother. Yeah, and then they wanted to blame the grandson. I know. So I mean, no. and I get why they would because it's this Jeremiah. Is it was very name. suspicious, right? He left. All the gas was on, and then you know it. It looked bad, and then you know there he is. Here's the growl. The girlfriend's getting sick. 
you know, things are happening. I I just, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, you just don't need to be dabbling. But there was the old guy who died in the house, so maybe that could have something to do with it. I don't think it's a grandfather. But I don't it, either. It said an elderly man had passed away and was found dead in the home. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't know Possibly. that that makes a demonic growl behind you. I don't know. As soon as know. he says this demonic portal mirror thing, then everything else he'd said before then, it's like, oh. I know. That's what I thought, too. I was like, oh, well, you know, now we've got something completely different. So I'm going to go with, if you've got some damn haunted mirrors, keep them to yourself. Don't go putting them in spare rooms in somebody else's house. That's what I say. And if somebody's like, I want to keep this mirror in your spare bedroom, I, number one, would question it. Number two, mm-hmm. I'd be like, don't need it. So mm-hmm. go find someplace else to put your mirror. And and be more considerate. <laughs> don't be an asshole. That's so, right. If you have a real ghost story, we want to hear it. Call in anytime. It's 855-853-4802. You can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You want an ad-free version of the show along with advanced episodes and access to the archive. Become a premium subscriber. Do that through Apple Podcasts. Try it for three days free. Sign up through patreon.com slash stories or at ghostpodcast.com. For all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thanks for listening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.